All right, Laura, let's talk social media scheduling. So I know you have an agency and you not only manage a bunch of different social media accounts for a lot of different clients, but you somehow still manage to show up consistently on your own Instagram account. Honestly, it was a ton of trial and error at the beginning, but I eventually landed on Later. It is the one. Later is the real deal. That's the one I use too. One of the things I love the most about Later is the visual preview feature. So this allows me to share a link with my clients so they can review and approve everything that we plan for them on social media in advance. And what's even cooler is that the folks at Later are some of our close friends. So they gave us a coupon code we could share with our listeners. That's what close friends are for, I guess. <laughs> you can head to later.com and use the code CFNF22 to get two months free of the growth plan. That's www.later.com and use the code CFNF22 to get two months of the growth plan for free. Welcome to the Close Friends No Filter Podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Anu. And I'm Laura. And in our experience, nothing spreads faster on social media than rumors about what does and doesn't work on social media. Social media changes fast, and there's no shortage of bad advice, outdated tips and tricks, baseless urban legends, and myths begging to be busted. And that's where we come in. With a combined 25 years in the industry, we're here to help you sift through 10,000 pounds of regurgitated social media BS and get to the truth so you can stop stressing over gossip and start focusing on growing your business. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Close Friends No Filter. My name is Laura. I'm from P-Squared Social. I'm joined by Steph from the Social Media CEO and Manu from your social team. So today we are talking about permission to ignore the experts, including us. So we're going to talk about how we have different backgrounds, different bandwidths, different preferences in what we want to do for social media. So we kind of want to remind you that you can be successful by doing different things. I know Manu and I have a really big contrast with how we feel about reels and how reels have worked for us. So we're going to talk about, you know, discarding the advice that doesn't work for you today. Awesome. I feel like I've been watching yeah. a lot of Queer Eye lately, so I'm going to be that person that is always like, yes, <laughs> on the background and like snapping my fingers. So just apologize if that's happening, so but that's so, yeah. such a good intro. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about one size doesn't fit all when it comes to Instagram advice or maybe even advice in general. I think a lot of short form content lends itself to people feel like they have to be a little more generic or blanketed with the, the information that they share, right? Because it's quick. It's sort of like, I want to help everyone. So like this, yeah, here's, here's a quick tip or I've seen some stuff that's like, uh, well, I, I know this is one of Manu's triggers, but like be consistent or like, you know, be consistent. It's like a piece of generic <laughs> advice that like, what does that even mean? It's so vague, yeah. like consistency. Yeah, like wake up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like consistency is so different depending on the brand and like what your goals are and you know, what your audience prefers and you know, what your capacity is for creating content and the platforms that you're using. So I think that like, we have to take those things with a grain of salt or be on reels, right? If you want to be successful, be on reels. I know my personality really wants to push and rail against anybody that says I have to do something. So I immediately <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when that happens. That's why I never read the Da Vinci yes. Code. <laughs> like, never gonna touch that book. Stop. Yeah, I didn't. I watched yeah. the movie. Isn't there like a there, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a like a movie with yes. is it Tom Hanks with it? Yeah, I love the, I love the movie. That was like I Game of Thrones. Book. I didn't watch it for so long. People are hyping it. Yeah. it. I was like, no. <laughs> 
And I was like, no, I'm never going to watch it. I did eventually, and it was really good. But So yeah. we're all stubborn. But I think, it. like, being a little bit contrary yeah. actually can serve you well because it makes you stop and go, wait a second, let me, like, discern and put this through the filter of, like, what actually works for me. And while this person, maybe it's one of us you follow, and maybe some of the things we say don't resonate with you, and that's totally fine. Like we said, but you don't have to listen to everything we say either because we come from a different perspective and all three of us are doing something totally different, even with the way we're building our own brands and what works for me doesn't work for you. I think it's a, a such a great point. Like we are very different, the three of us. We're just talking like Steph doesn't really like going live on Instagram. I love doing it. I think Laura, maybe somewhere in between, like you do it, you're fine, yeah. you enjoy it, but you're not. I'll do them, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. like, oh, not I can't wait thing. to go mind. live. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've never put that much time into reels as part of my strategy as Laura has and did it so well. Most people are not like me right now on Instagram. Like to me, my favorite thing is feed posts. Most people are just like, oh, I like stories better. I like reels. So I think the point is like, we are not following every single advice or trend. We feel like we gather what works for us. And I think there's two sides to this. One is, are you just being adverse to change? and scared of any type of change and be like, oh, I don't want to do stupid reels. Why is Instagram pushing stupid reels? So it's not really about that. Like it's what your audience likes. The algorithm is not a person, like it's what people like. So I think there's one thing is like, you don't even experiment, you don't even look into it because you're just so stuck in your ways. And I think that's a little tricky. And I think Instagram is a great place to be experimental as possible in social media in general. But the other one is just like blindly following every piece of advice, especially something you touched on Steph, which is like bandwidth, because when advices include numbers, how many times I should post, what kind of content I should post and how many. I ask people again, like, are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you calling your mother? You know, because there may be that, sure, it'll be great if everybody does three posts on every day on Instagram. Like, yeah, you get more engagement overall than if you do three per week. But is it realistic? Does it work with you? Like, maybe it's even realistic, but at what cost, you know, and it's not worth it. So I think that's when people need to really stay to step back and see what kind of advice are they really going to care about. Like last summer, people were talking about like doing a 30 day reels challenge. And I heard this and I was like, that seems like a lot. And so many of my audience members were like, oh, I want to do it. Is it worth it? And I, I tried to do the real 30 day reels challenge twice. I could not finish it. And like, I am like a social media expert, like content creator, whatever you want to call me. And I could not create reels every day for 30 days and post them. Like there was just no way that was going to happen. So I think it's interesting that like that can be like an expectation, but people aren't saying like, oh, like I don't have kids or I don't have other responsibilities. And it's so easy to say like, yeah, just spend like, you know, 10 hours a week batching your reels. And it's like, okay, well, that's nice. I don't have an extra 10 hours. Like, yeah, I have minus 10 hours a week. Yeah. I tried the 30 day reels challenge like uh, early in the spring last year. And I think what it made me do was hate reels, right? Like I I tried it, like trying to go like, this will keep me consistent. I didn't get through all 30 days either. I mean, like, yes, you get, I got some feedback on like what kind of reels I like to create and what takes the longest and what performs and what doesn't. But like, ultimately I had to take almost like another 60 days off of reels because I was so exhausted by creating them. And like, that's not consistent. (laughs) 
<laughs> I did a 30-day hot yoga challenge one time, and then it took me six months to ever get back to the studio after 30 days. I That's felt really hard. good after 30 days, but I'm like, I don't want to ever come here again. Yeah. Can we say that challenges are like the fat diets of Instagram? I was going to say, it's not how you build a habit, right? Like when you think about building real habits that like when you think about, it's like you take everything away or you add something in, you've got to gradually do that with like your, the rest of your life in order to make a significant change. It can't just be this thing that you do and you go all hard for like a short amount of time and then expect that to create a habit or consistency, yeah. which is kind of what we're talking about. It's like, that's the rule. I'm so guilty yeah. of that. <laughs> I love challenges. Like I always sign up for them. I never do them, but I'm always like a challenge. Yes. Like I love a challenge. And then I do like day one and I'm like, never mind. I'm just going to be a piece of crap still. Like, well, and I, I yeah. think it's like, um, oh, that's what I think of you. When I think of Laura, I'm like, oh yeah, such like slacker piece of crap. Um, She's so never silly. doing anything um, or showing so, up at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think there are ways to do good challenges, but I think, mm. you know, we've reason. Maybe a challenge yeah. is not that. Maybe it's two months, a month real challenge where you have to post two reels per week. Or, or there are ways to do things that are, That's yeah, doable that are doable. Challenge. You're actually yeah. learning a new skill as opposed to the challenges that people tend to do now that are like all or nothing, like, you know. It doesn't build sustainable habits. Yeah, it's so true. I was gonna say, we talked about this on one of the other episodes, but the follower count, right? Where like the generic piece of advice is that followers don't matter. And we did touch on this, that like, well, as a vanity metric without like any sort of like significant goal connected to it, they don't matter. But your follower count does matter if you're like you know, trying to sell a product or like trying to book the amount of services, the more followers that you have, the more like likely you are to connect with your ideal audience. But, you know, I think like saying followers don't matter is one of those generic things that everybody's picking up now as more of like a controversial, like unpopular opinion. Yeah, I think what happens with the generic advice is a lot of times people read it somewhere. There's an explanation for why people are saying this. And they just repeat and echo without thinking of it, without having the strategy background to understand it and just become something that people repeat and repeat. I think it does make sense to have that message to people saying follower account is not the most important part of your life, Instagram business, whatever it is, because people are doing crazy giveaways that are like against the law to get a lot of followers or they are buying followers, which is even crazier. And you are actually literally supporting criminals because all these profiles they're selling you are made with identity theft, sometimes of minors. So like I get that message, but at the same time, it's like explain what you're talking about because then that message start echoing as like, oh, your followers don't matter at all. And I'm like, yeah, they do. Your percentage of sales, like your sales is a tiny percentage of your followers. So yes, if you want to sell something, if you want to grow your business, follower account does work, um, does matter. Better. I also think there is one part of Instagram, which is like you can have an Instagram account or a social media presence that can convert referrals, right? Because people see you, they get a feel for your business, for your skills, for what you do. And then this person that Steph says to me, Manu, check out this person for ads or whatever. I go check them out. I'm like, oh, they look really good. I like their advice what they talk about, that helped me convert the referral. But I also feel that the number of followers is kind of like a savings account. Like maybe you have a business that you have one-on-one services that's completely booked out today, but you don't know if in three months or in three years, that's going to be something that it's going to still change or not. So you have that audience there that you're able to, you know, use to grow your business, make a livelihood. 
Yeah, I think a lot of the advice we see, and you know, I think this goes back to an earlier episode we talked about, like people are trying to be like very clickbaity to the point, maybe if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I think that that comes across in the advice we're seeing as well. So even like if I give advice, like sometimes I've said, I've definitely said like follower count isn't everything. I don't say like it doesn't matter at all. But then, you know, people will take that as, oh, Laura doesn't care about our followers. And it's like, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, if you are a service-based business and some of my clients are, like I have clients that are plastic surgeons, dermatologists, medispa, they don't need a ton of followers because they're booked out. Like you said, Manu, it doesn't hurt to like have an ongoing list of leads that you're nurturing or people who you're nurturing that relationship with, but like they don't need 50,000 followers. There's no way they can inject 50,000 people with Botox. You know what I mean? I think your intention behind sharing that is to get people to stop worrying like that that's the end all be all right. So like you're using that as like a way to teach in that moment. That's another good yeah. point. Yeah, like intention behind it as well is so important. I think that gets lost with the short form content, especially with reels. It's really hard to like, make a, a really good point and like have nuance and like explain things and break it down on like a 15 second reel, especially when so often people don't even read the captions on reels. I see that a lot. Like I will, I'll say something in a reel and people will be like, I'll explain it in the caption and people will say, oh, what's this? And I'm like, I, I just explained it in the caption. I think, yeah, it's the culture of reels and also the space they give you if you're watching in the reels feed, right? It's like, it's hard to read it. It's hard to read. Yeah. I have a different caption strategy for reels. Like my hooks are a lot more direct and have like multiple emojis. Yeah, you have telling to. Telling people to read the caption and or, or you can do the call more in the captions, you know, or why in the captions or whatever, you can put that on the actual reel. But yes, I agree with you on that. Um, can we talk about a little bit about the generic advice, going back to our main theme about being consistent and authentic? I just saw a generic reel that, I, I mean, it kind of fits into what we were just talking about, plus the generic advice, like someone who's built their account on reels, you know, over the last year, like just got on and then like started posting nothing but reels and has built it. And so of course all their content is, um, so how do you go viral? So it's like, oh, so you want to go viral. It's like that trend where it's like, so you want this. So then you have to do this, right? It's like that. And it's, so it's that short bite size and it gets a lot of views, but she's saying, if you want to go viral, you have to be consistent. Or if you want to go viral, you have to create reels. Like you have to, right? I'm consistent. I've never been, vi I've never <laughs> gone viral, you guys. Like, like if that was all there was to it, right? We'd all be going viral all the time. Every single reel would be viral all the time. Yeah, even when people post that, I'm like, but you have a reel that got 200 views. Like, not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, if you know the secret to going viral for every, then why, then why aren't you? Make them yeah. all go viral. That drives me nuts. I like want to comment that, but I'm like, I'm not going to be snarky. But it's like, it is very frustrating. And those, are the, it's funny because I think I saw a reel that was like, the only reels that go viral are the reels telling you how to go viral. And I'm like, it's so true. Like those are the ones, it's always like these quick snappy, like the secrets for reels. And those are the ones that go viral. It's, it's so funny. When we see this type of advice, we're like, first of all, do they even understand why they were successful in that one thing that they're trying to replicate? I've seen, for example, and this is like take another level when people use that to sell, right? For I've seen this account who was really big. I think they had like 200,000 followers. And one of their things they were selling was a hashtag resource. And they're saying, look at our insights because of hashtags. Look how many accounts we reached that were not our followers. And it had a huge percentage. But then you look at their insights and their shares of that post was really high from their own followers. And that's how they got the, the non-follower reach 
not through hashtags, you could see in that insight screenshot. So I think sometimes people don't even get what why something was successful. They don't know how to read it, but then they're telling other people that it's because of that. And the other one, like when we have those empty advice, right? Like how to go viral or be consistent, be authentic. I'm like, I can't even start. And and people, it's funny because every time I say this, I'm like, oh, when people tell you to be authentic and consistent on Instagram, people are like, wait, but I thought that that was the way to grow or whatever. I'm like, no, that's like the bare minimum. If you don't have any of those two, you have no chance. But I compare this as being like, okay, being authentic and consistent is just saying like, you have a full-time job, you show up and you're wearing pants. Yeah, right? like the job. Every yeah. day. That's not going to make you be CEO. Yeah, like, that's I don't the bare care. minimum. Like, that's the bare minimum. Like if you don't wear pants and don't show up, you're not going to be CEO. If you wear pants and show up, you have a chance. But your work doesn't even start there. Like that's to me consistent and authentic. I mean, none of us are wearing pants now, but we don't need it for a podcast. Well, you can't tell if I'm wearing pants or not, can you? <laughs> no, exactly. really no. If I even came in with the bare minimum today. Well, it is cold today. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things that play with our mental health as well as we come into being like very busy, whether in our personal lives and trying to juggle things with a career or an entrepreneurship or being a social media manager, you having to do Instagram, maybe that's not even the part, the core part of your business, you know? And I think just feeling like you have to do what every advice and put that into practice and that all of them apply to you. It's really not like a great idea. Of course, there are strategies and advice that are beneficial to most people, but that doesn't mean that you have to do that or the world's going to end and, you know, don't look up (laughs) that, you know, your Instagram's going to blow up if you don't do it, like in a bad way. It's just like, you have to see what's possible to you. What is one little thing that you can add right now? Like we're here talking about it. We started a podcast this year. That's another marketing (laughs) big step that we took to our own businesses and communities, but I am not consistent on TikTok yet. I'm not on Pinterest right now. Like I have something there, but it's not being posted anymore. It's just sitting there. So it's one thing at a time, like even having like a successful business, being in business for a few years, doesn't mean that I can cover all fronts and everything is fine. So I think that applies to every platform as well. Yeah, I think it's better to do like one platform really well than to do like five in like drips and drabs and like really, really messily and sloppily to the extent that it doesn't help your business. Like I think that's a really good point is like picking and choosing the advice that suits your lifestyle and your goals. That's one way to try and prevent burnout because I know that it can be super overwhelming to try and do everything and be everything and be everywhere. So I think being intentional with what you're doing and knowing why you're doing it, that can really help prevent that. Totally. I think with generic advice too, like I don't want to confuse people that generic advice is like the basics. Like you were saying, like some of the basic stuff is like show up, you know, authentically and consistently and like make sure your bio is like optimized and including hashtags. Like those aren't necessarily, that's not generic advice. I think the generic is like the blanketed statement that like you have to do all of these things or else it won't work or that this works for every single kind of business and brand, like where it feels like too good to be true. Like if everyone just followed this advice that we would all be like uber successful, which is like not the case because there's so many variables, especially when it comes to Instagram, right? We, I bet we don't even from different accounts like that we manage or our own business accounts and our personal accounts, they don't even, the feeds don't even look the same. Like there's all these tests constantly happening, right? And like new features that some of us get early and some of us don't get. So like our experience is never even aligned. 
So it's, you can't keep up with like the next person who's sharing information because I think that's another thing with like a new, a new feature rolls out and an expert shares it. And then everybody's like, I don't have it yet. And they like freak out and they think I cannot succeed now because I don't have this. And I'm going to like, I'm going to complain about it until I have it because clearly this is the newest, latest, greatest thing. And like, I can't even get it, which means that's why I'm not successful on the platform. The new features is a big one too, because obviously like we're going to talk about them and, and tell, and I'm literally talking about a feature that is in a test. And this person's like, I don't have it yet. And like five crying emojis. And I'm like, no one does. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, let's put things in perspective because if you feel like you need to use five crying emojis, <laughs> Because you don't have a feature that is being tested that no one has because the yeah. announcement came out yesterday, then we definitely need to put you in check for your own sanity, you know, because I think that says a lot. Like, let's not freak out. Like people, some people don't have reels, but none of us had reels two years ago. And that does not matter. Like you can still be okay with that. I think people just worry about it a lot. And sometimes it's like, oh, like the collaboration feature. A lot of people are like, I don't have a collab feature. It's I'm doomed. I'm like, you can still do a collaboration with someone. You're just not going to co-alter the post if you don't have the feature. You can still collaborate. You can both share two stories. Maybe you can even post the same content the same day mentioning each other, you know? So there are ways to go. Like if you don't have reels, create reels and put them in stories. People don't care where they see your content. Of course, with reels, you have more chance for discoverability, but if you don't have reels, put that in your stories and put that on Instagram video because you can put full vertical images now So our videos. So like people don't that's really a hack. care. Going yeah, back to hack. like previous that's episode, that would qualify. What's a hack and what's a feature? around the fact you don't have a feature, that would be a hack for now, right? So that just to, if you don't yes. have to listen yes. to that episode, so go good. back to our like rumors, hacks and features episode so you can find out what the difference is. No, for sure. So I think like find ways to to use things if you don't have like the latest feature that rolled out yesterday and also be used to the fact that you might not have some features and also be used to the fact that Instagram changes because those are the two things that we hear the most like people freaked out about not having a feature what do they do I already wrote Instagram seven times you know and then also the oh Instagram changed again my life is doomed like this is gonna happen every month a few times so I think we get used to it or we just let ourselves go crazy for things that don't really matter. I try not to even post about like new things right away because I know that people get like hysterical. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but like it gets, you get very like heated and you get very like overwhelmed. When there's a new feature, I'm like, I'm going to wait a day or two, let the dust settle a bit. And then I'm going to come at it with a different angle because I know people get really like frantic if they don't have something, especially testing. I, that's one thing I see a lot is people will be like new feature and they'll like, they'll conveniently leave out that it's like they're testing it or someone saw that they were testing it. That's another thing I see a lot. That's just, that maybe we should do an episode on that. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, I usually, when I try to share something, again, like to keep people's mental health in check, I try to explain like what it would look like according to my experience as a guest. You know, again, like being clear about, you know, whether it's a personal opinion or a fact. So usually when I do that, I'm like, my predictions for this feature, how this will impact us. And I always put a little disclaimer. I'm like, remember that this does not matter. Like some person, one person was like, we, I was talking about the feeds that are the testing about the different feeds that they're doing this year. And one person said to me, oh, I'm already super overwhelmed. I'm like, then there's really nothing you can... You need to do 
because when you log in, your home feed is the algorithm feed that you have today. You don't need to switch anything. You don't have to take any action. Your life shouldn't change at all. I think like one of the things is like the nature of social media. First is that I think you have to have that ability to deal with ambiguity and like fluidity because that is the nature of the channels and all social media, right? I think it's like why we maybe thrive in it. I, I remember getting that feedback from an old boss when I was a merchandiser that was constant. Everything was constantly in flux and changing. And I had this like stressful feeling at the end of every Friday that like it still wasn't finished. I couldn't close the book on it. And that's sort of the nature of the game is that you're always changing it and you're always moving things around and it's always in flux. Like that is how it works. And so I, I really got used to that feeling and I think it helped me thrive on social media because you do always look at it as like by Friday, I won't have figured this out or finished. Like it's an ongoing forever sort of thing. And as long as I'm serving the people that I are in my community and that I've built in my audience, the format and the way in which I do that and the features as they change, like that's just me needing to learn how to present the information differently, but it doesn't change what I'm trying to do at the end of the day with my business. But also there, I think there's like a whole, this whole like what social media and again, like the whole like Amazon immediate sort of thing, maybe going viral on TikTok and people growing so quickly and everybody jumping on Clubhouse when it rolled out. There's this feeling of needing to be first because we saw that back in the day, the influencers who got on Instagram first, like blew up and grew their businesses. And then everybody went, Okay, so when every new thing rolls out, if I can be first, then maybe I can have some sort of virality or I'll be able to like... Yeah, which is not wrong, it's by not, the way, but, but like a, if that's not fitting your life... It's stressful to try to chase that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you've got to run it yes. again, like through the filter of like, what is, how is this serving me and how is it serving my community? And if I'm just trying to like be the first to be the first, that's probably a pretty empty bubble I'm going to burst. And I'm also going to probably like kill myself trying to do it. Well, and the other thing that I was going to mention to this, like, I, I love that you're saying this because Clubhouse is a great example, right? When Clubhouse started, all everybody wanted to do is do a room at Clubhouse. And I was like, well, first of all, Clubhouse is invitation only, which is a bad way. Like in, in the era where inclusion should be raining that's a really bad way to start people asking for invites was like my entire yeah. feed on every other social platform most of my audience wasn't there at all and i had no audience there so i'm like why would i waste my time you know hours per month going live somewhere then my audience is not not being inclusive to my audience because i'm like oh you're not on clubhouse sorry you know sorry. so i think you have to just think about too you know as in like I, for, I keep forgetting the name of that other social media platform that came up like before Clubhouse and everybody's like, bye, I'm going there because Instagram algorithm, whatever. And I'm like, okay, have a party of two there. That'll be fun, you know? I think it got shut down like pretty quickly after it got gathered everybody's information. Yeah, yeah. there was some like, yeah. I think there was some shady stuff. Yeah. yeah. I forgot the name. Do you remember the name? My husband signed up for it and told me about it because he was like, they're never going to have ads. They're promising that like it will always be like chronological feed. Basically like off the gripes of people about Instagram, they like built a platform that promised everything that Instagram had taken away. They got millions, like I don't think like 2 million or something people to sign up over like a weekend, but I'm pretty sure then they disappear because they weren't like a legitimate whatever. Then like, okay, well to my husband, like they've got your info, like... Oh, Josh. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Who knows what they're going to go do with this. So, yeah. But I think a lot of it is it's like, is in spite, but does it really helps you? You know, does it make sense? And I think when it's a different, like if it's Instagram adding something new, then I'm all for it. Like if Instagram trolls reels, like 
five minutes after I had a reel, I posted a reel. I didn't even have audio there, but to me it was a fun thing. I did one cool transition and that was it. It's just testing. And I think that's like great if you're able to do it, but it also doesn't mean you have to stop like you're working on the counter of your salon and you had to stop that and go to Instagram and like neglect the people calling you. Like, I just think people have this kind of sense of hurry and that they have to take every single advice and they had to be first. That doesn't really need to be done. So I guess we can classify generic advice as really like surface level, blanketed, simple bite size without context. Like there's zero context and you cannot apply it to a specific scenario or any kind of data or anything. It's really just like, you know, show up five days a week, every day for three hours, go live and, and whatnot, like something along those lines. In a way, like all advice can be generic, right? Because if we're broadcasting an advice to, I don't know, 70,000 people, it doesn't apply to all of you. But I think we have to treat advice as in this may apply depending on who is giving the advice or what it's based on. This may apply to a great amount of people, but there's always exceptions to everything. So I think it's up to us as consumers of this information to say, is this right for me? Would I have to do this in detriment of something else in my life or in my business or in my day? And then kind of have that decision. I think it's a lot about when we talk about rumors too, Laura, you always talk about this, like we have to have some like judgment, you know, ourselves, not just take everything and run with it if they don't even make sense. So I think I see the generic advice with the same way. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Awesome. So obviously different advice, different strokes for different folks. We really want to encourage you to sift through the advice you're reading through a critical filter, seeing if it actually is going to be something that's helpful to you, considering, you know, your specific goals, your background, your lifestyle before you go ahead and, you know, try and jump in head over heels into a piece of advice that might not work for you and might actually be, as Manu said, to your detriment more sanity in this world. Yes, we all need that. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Close Friends No Filter. We will see you again next week. See ya. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share it with your close friends. And make sure to follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can learn more about each of us, submit your questions or new episode ideas, or just say hi by heading to www.closefriendsnofilter.com or by following us on Instagram at closefriendsnofilter.com.